Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Mike Perna, and you have tuned in to Game Store Profits. This is episode number 135. Uh, sadly, we are down one. We are missing a Romo. However, I will say that I'm here with Daniel Fisher. Daniel, how you doing? I'm doing great. I am a little sad because there's no Romo to be found. We we are Romo-less, but we shall press on. <laughs> of course, of course. Jeff has been killing it with these one-shots. He's just been doing uh, yeoman's work, and while we are sad to not have him, I completely understand that he needs to step away. He's doing some good stuff. Yeah. I can't tell you exactly what, but he is doing some awesome, important stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's greatly important with what he is doing today. But I will tell you this, in honor of the one-shots, I have officially, on my, I've talked about it before, my Fantasy Ground subscription... I no longer pay it because I paid the ultimate price and bought the whole thing. So now I've got it. I've got it all. I love how you phrased that. I paid the ultimate price. Well, that's what it's called is the ultimate version of it. And, you know, <laughs> so the ultimate upgrade price. And, and it's really weird because I think I, what happened was the, uh, and I was, the, the upgrades like usually 120. Uh, 115, 120, and caught on, uh, Reddit, and I was like, does anybody know when Fantasy Grounds is going back on sale? Cause sometimes it goes on sale for like 87 or $92 or whatnot, and everybody's like, no, no, it, we, we don't know when it's going to go back on sale, and all of a sudden somebody goes, hey, it just went on sale for the next five days. <laughs> and so one of the guys from Fantasy Grounds was obviously on Reddit watching that post, and, oh, clearly. Cause, cause they only normally go on sale at Christmas time. And, or around the 4th of July. And I was like, okay, mine, bald. <laughs> Birthday money. Yep, I mean, it is pretty. As as often as we give you a hard time, because it is it is a hefty, hefty pile of cash to throw down. Well. It is pretty. Well, that's the thing, though. Now I'm ready to go. I've worked on a couple one-shots, so I've just got to schedule some times with some people. And get them used to it because some people are used to roll 20 and we can start doing some one shots on my side and take some of the slack off Romo for a while. There we go. All right. We are going to do something a little bit different this, this particular episode, partly because Mr. Romo isn't here. Uh, and partly just because we want to dedicate some, some serious time to, to this question that got asked in the tavern. And I'm just going to put this out there at the forefront Guys, if you want to, if you want to uh, put anything out there that we can talk about, put it in the tavern. Go into the the BGG guild and put it there. Uh, we we don't always pull from stuff like that, but mostly that's because it's not there for us to pull from. You guys have some seriously cool insights, and we want to talk to that. So feel free at any point to suggest something we talk about on the podcast, because there might be times like this when we actually do. So instead of, you know, talking about what we've been playing, uh, we're going to have a little bit of a complaint session because neither Daniel nor I have had any time to play anything right now. <sighs> no, not at all. If I, I've been really busy with life. First of all, my son's been sick. My daughter's been sick. My wife is pregnant, as you know from the last podcast. So technically, Correct. she's kind of been sick, too. So I've been playing, you know, Daddy Hospital and taking care of everything and everyone the best that I can. And, um, and in the evenings, I've made new friends. So I've been doing a lot of painting with our buddy Jack Sarge in the tavern. We get on hangouts together and he paints miniatures and I paint miniatures and we just chit chat for all hours of my night and his morning. But I haven't got to play and I've been really bad because my son asked me to play a game the other day and I said I'm busy. So I, I'm going to probably play with him tomorrow night after I get my garage cleaned out. Well, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that at some point you're going to make that happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, life life is life, and it does happen. You know, we're always the first people to say, you know, you can't forsake doing, you know, the stuff you have to do in a day in order to game. Yeah. Well, I've got a game that I want to play soon, and I can't play with him. He's a little too young. I picked it up at Gen Con, and I haven't got to play it yet, and it's Tada. Have you seen that? It's from Cool Mini or not? Literally all I've seen of it is the cover. So explain to me what Tada is. Okay, so you have these cards from what I've gathered by watching people play it because you couldn't get into a session to play it because it was so packed out. So you have these cards and everybody gets these cards. So like it'll say like something like 
roll your dice, and when you get a match, yell, aha, or huzzah, or cover your eye with your left hand, and go, arg. So, and then it's got these patterns laid out. And what you've got to do is everybody's got like a dice cup, and you've got six dice in it, and you're rolling it, and you dump them all out, and then you find the one that matches it, and do what you are supposed to do, and whoever fills the card out first wins that round. And it seems like it would be a fun, kind of like a party game, I guess, would be the best way to explain it. So you've got to be quick and to see which die is what, so you can, because you're able to roll again right after you do that. So it's like a speed speed roll, a speed dice game. It seems like there's been a, an increase in these recently, I think. I've, I've seen that. Uh, what's the one that got a lot of big press, right? Uh, Happy Salmon. Have you ever heard of one. Happy Salmon? No, I haven't seen that one. I know precious little about it, but I've only watched people play this on like YouTube videos and stuff. It's a very fast-paced thing. You're all trying to do different stuff, and it's like fist bumps and high fives and and weird little wave of your hand. And there's all sort there's all sorts of like really frantic activity happening. It's, and it's like playing bop it, but with people. It seems like it. I don't, I, I haven't done my research on it, but, you know, I, I love a game that, you know, comes in a unique package, and this literally comes in a salmon. Oh, that's so, a little, little, Yeah, a little salmon with a little smiley face on it, so. It looks like the kind of thing that, that really fits, it fits in that, that, I don't know, the light game kind of fair. That kind of thing that, you know, hey, we just want to be goofy for like 15 minutes, what do you got? Yeah. It just seems like it just perfectly fits into that. I will tell you what I did on my birthday, which was a few weeks ago, was um, I took zombies. We, My wife's cousin was having dinner because our birthdays are like a week apart. And uh, my wife's like, I, I don't know why you're bringing that. Nobody's going to want to play that. So I took zombies. And I, I just showed up there and they're like, you know, I, throughout the night, and they're like, let's play a game. I'm like, let's play zombies. Then I'll play any other game you want me to play. And we got to play that. And they're like, that was actually kind of fun. My wife's like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> she hates games like that. But yeah, we, we have both been, you know, struggling to, to fit gaming into the stuff of life. I will say that one thing I'm very happy about is that a lot of the stuff of my life right now is gearing up to launch a game day at, at our local church. Woohoo! It's going to be a monthly game day. It starts, oddly enough, I didn't, when I worked it out with the guy who runs the scheduling at the church, when I worked out what the first day was going to be, I did not know this at the time, but apparently we have set this up for the 17th. The 17th just so happens to be Extra Life's Tabletop Appreciation Weekend. And this is when I get to tell you guys who might be new to the podcast about Extra Life and about what we've been doing for it. Extra Life is a charity. They work with Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And what they do is it started out just with video games, and they would just get people to marathon playing video games for 24 hours, and kind of like walkathons and other athons that you can, can see out in the world. This is a bunch of people getting, you know, getting together and raising money so that they play video games for 24 hours. Well, after a bunch of years, this became bigger and bigger and bigger, and it started expanding to not just be video games, but pretty much being any kind of game. So the second I started seeing that Tabletop was involved in this, I said, no, oh, we're, we're so in. The Inroads regulars, this will be our fourth year playing in Extra Life. And I'm, I, interestingly enough, this year, the location uh, kind of got a monkey wrench thrown in it as a last minute kind of complication said that the normal place that we have it, I can't do it there. So I, I'm kind of scrambling to find a location that will let me do this for 24 hours. I have a church in Weber City, Virginia that should be open to you and you should be able to use it if you want to drive <laughs> to Weber City. <laughs> I would love to. However, that's a little bit far to do this. <laughs> especially, especially to be conscious for 24 hours and then try to drive back. <laughs> this does not, this does not make for a good plan. Well, okay. But, how can, how can, uh, non-locals get involved in extra life with us? It just so happens that I was going to talk about that. Thank you. Wow. I, I, I went right into the correct 
Oh, anyway, you got it. Go ahead. <laughs> so here's the thing. If you're in the Central Jersey area and you want to come hang out with us, I will be continuing to put out information. The The game day itself happens November 5th. Uh, it starts 8 a.m. November 5th and goes 8 a.m. November 6th. Hopefully I will have the location nailed down sooner rather than later so that people can come find us. However, if you are not in the central New Jersey area but still want to be part of the Inroads Regulars Extra Life team, uh, just go to our team page, and I'll link that when I post this podcast up, and uh, just click join the team. You do not have to be with us to be playing with us. I got a quick question about this. How does this translate into money for the Children's Miracle Network? The way this works is that each team sponsors a hospital. Okay. Our hospital, which uh, has been for the past three years and will be again this year, is a hospital that is about, I don't know, maybe 35, 40 minutes away from me. Uh, it's the Children's Specialized Hospital. Uh, last year, we actually had one of our team members go there, and you can probably find, uh, again, I'll probably put this in the show notes as well. This one will be riddled with notes because there's going to be a lot of links and stuff, but there was an episode, a bonus content, where we actually sent one of our, well, she went of her own accord. I'd love to say I sent her, but I didn't think that far ahead. She did this herself, and I encouraged her completely. One of our team members went to Children Specialized to talk with them, to talk about kind of the stuff that has that the, the hospital does and how they treat kids and how they're growing and how the facilities that... Uh, Teams like us, uh, we're just one of a bunch of teams that sponsors this hospital. And uh, the stuff that they've been able to build and to do and to get because of this, it's it's fantastic. Uh, all donations happen online through the Extra Life website, again, which is why you do not have to worry about sending us stuff or anything like that. You don't have to worry about being in the location. You can do this anywhere. Everything goes through Extra Life directly to the children's hospitals. So, but, but what if we want to send you some pizzas and Cokes? Can we do that? Well, you certainly can. And if I figure out what the location is, hopefully sooner rather than later, okay. we can continue to do that. But uh, our team has really kicked butt the past three years. Uh, we have been averaging about $1,000 raised for the hospital. To date, we have raised just shy of $4,500. And our goal this year, I try to keep the goal a little farther than what we did the previous year. So my goal this year is to raise $2,000. That's as a team, not individually. Individually, I still have a goal myself. I want to try and raise $500. It's what I've, I've it's usually what I can raise, uh, in the course of things. But I really hope that you guys are listening. We'll get a chance to check out Extra Life. It's extra-life.org. And you can search for the Inroads regulars. We are our team page is there. It talks about what we do and and how we're how we have participated and how we plan to participate again this year. And uh, like I said, no matter where you are, we had people streaming video games last year. We had people that were getting their their personal little game group together to play. And even if you can't do the full twenty four hours, if you are willing to get there and play some games and raise some money, whether you're there for an hour or all 24, like the crazy people that we are, um, you, you are part of the Inroads Regulars team. It's all going to be put towards the hospital. It's all going to raise some money to help some kids who really need it. Uh, the beautiful thing about this is, is that these kids, it's not just like a one-time thing. These kids are all dealing with chronic issues where most of these kids spend week, days, weeks, or even months in this hospital. And these are the kids that are, are directly getting helped by the funds that we raise through Extra Life. So definitely check it out. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, every year I, I think about doing it, and then I'm like, realize I can't stay up more than 16 hours at once. But, you know, I might be able to do it this year. I'm not going to lie. The, the years have... have have definitely taken their toll on me. Uh, occasionally I'm made painfully aware that I'm not as young as I used to be. Younger Mike would easily have stayed up for 24 hours and then probably played another eight additional on top of that. Uh, the past of the past three, the past two, I have needed to take a nap (laughs) (laughs) because the only restriction is, is that somebody has to be playing something. And so I, 
basically at some point say, hey, y'all keep playing this. I'm going to run in here and take a cat nap because otherwise I'm going to die. But it it is a ton of fun. It, there's nothing funnier than playing a game like Snake Oil or Quelf or anything that uh, like ridiculous at like three in the morning. There, It is the best time to play that stuff. It is phenomenal. I would like to see um, Ultimate Werewolf played on going at like hour 18. Because, oh, yeah. Because people, because I get deductive. I'm like, well, you know, I get tired. <laughs> I get I get talky and, and, and it's not a good thing. I think my favorite thing that we did last year was we had two rooms and a boom. And the place that we were doing it in actually had two rooms that were separated by this very narrow hallway. So you literally had the hostages going from room to room, like crossing each other in this narrow hallway. It was perfect. <laughs> and it was funny, too, because as the, the night dragged on, they, yeah, you want to talk about talky and, and ridiculous. People were getting really paranoid. <laughs> I haven't got a chance to play that yet. Hopefully so. Uh, such, such a good game. But yes, we will continue on with this this news train. We talked about Extra Life. We talked about my new game group. I'm going to... Let's just let's just say that... Okay, we'll move to this one. Uh, the next little bit of news that we have is that uh, as of right now, I believe there are 18, 17 or 18 at the time of this recording days left for you to jump on to the... Inroads Ministries t-shirt support store is what I'm calling it. Uh, basically, if you go on to teespring.com, you'll be able to find the, the Inroads support store. And, uh, there have been, you know, a while back there was a thread saying, Hey, we want to get the Inroads vintage t-shirt, but you know, have to request it. Uh, Sean kind of put that out there saying, I really want one. So I need like six more people to do it. And I kind of took that and ran with it and created a new version of that campaign, a new version of the Game Store Profits uh, fifth anniversary t-shirt. I created a couple new designs, uh, which are one for the tavern called Everyone's a Regular at the Tavern. And one that is my catchphrase, which is Dwarf Bard's Rock. Yeah, I, I want that. Uh, I am particularly... I'm particularly entertained by the Dwarf Bard's Rock, mostly because I got all fancy, and it has this cool little scroll work with these dwarven runes, and somebody asked me what the runes were. It's Psalm 139.13, basically the one that says, you know, you've knit me together in my mother's womb. Uh, because, you know, dwarf bards don't let anybody call them, call them suboptimal. So, we are designed this way. So... <laughs> so it's incredibly, incredibly nerdy. They come in a bunch of different styles. A couple of them, you can actually get them on mugs, which I was happy with. Teespring just kind of put that out there. And here's the extra special awesome bit. Recently, uh, Teespring basically said, hey, we realize that a lot of nonprofits are doing stuff with our site, but we never did anything for that. Now they are. Uh, if you look at any of our campaigns, there's a little seal on them that says that that 100% of the proceeds will be going to Inroads Ministries. Sweet. We are an officially verified uh, 501c3 at Teespring. That's cool. So now if you want to get a t-shirt, even more of the money is going to go to help us create game days and get to conventions and stuff like that. Can we get hoodies made? Uh, I can't. Hoodies are an option. I didn't add any this particular campaign. But well, I don't know if hoodies are. I know sweatshirts are. If if we get hoodies, I'd like to do the vintage uh, inroads on the back of a, a on the back or on the front of a pullover. Well, I I will keep that in mind. That'd be kind of cool. Be expensive, uh, but kind of cool. Right? Isn't that always the way? I know. I, I love I love zipper hoodies. That's my thing. Is zipper hoodies every year. Well, not every year, but um, every like two or three years, I get one and I wear it till it falls apart. Like um, my current one is green, and I know I'm talking about this, but anyway, uh, the one before it was black, and I actually had it held together by um, dental floss. Nice. <laughs> I will say that you know a t-shirt, a hoodie, jeans, and a and a hat of some sort is pretty much the official uniform of Mike Perna. 
Oh, yeah. So. Ball caps, man. That'd be kind of cool in a fitted ball cap. Anyway. So, I want to talk a little bit about the Secret Santa. Ooh. So, like, um, I know this is like inroads, like the Tavern Newsday. Ooh. But, no, it's cool. So, anyway, I had the brilliant idea. <laughs> we're we're going to be all about the Tavern today, oh, yeah. folks. So, you just get, get used to it. <laughs> so, I had this brilliant idea. I don't think anybody's ever done this. It's like, I'm going to get a bunch of people together and give me their names and addresses. And I'll randomly assign other people to buy presents for them. <laughs> it's a totally new concept. No one has ever done that before. I know, especially like on places like Reddit. But um but no, like I thought thought it would be kind of cool. I mean, and and it doesn't have to be gaming related or it can be gaming related. The the thing that I thought it would be like is that you know, maybe I enjoy a certain type of game, but you don't. But maybe you have a game that you want to share with me that's not expensive. And that you uh, you buy me that game and and send me that game, or if if there's something that that you want to share with me, then you know it's just it's the way we do it. It's just like you know it's 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 everybody's had a secret Santa before, and and this is just kind of themed towards gaming. I think that's probably the best way to put it. I'm I'm super excited. We got yeah. about five people, and I'm gonna pin um pin it up for a couple more days before I actually start sending out like people. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a cutoff day of I think the end of this month on the thirtieth, and then I'm gonna go ahead and and get everything sorted out to where um I have a good list, and then I send everybody their secret Santa, and we go from there. And, and I, I will put on there, like, um, if somebody's okay with digital content as well, cause somebody might want to buy them a, uh, bundle of holding. You know, like something pops up and they're like, oh, so and so would love this. This is a bundle of holding. It's 20 bucks. It's perfect. And it's free shipping. So, you know, <laughs> do a bundle of holding or something like that. I mean, you never know what somebody wants to give somebody else. Cause I love bundle of so- holdings. So I know I know the post that you have up on the tavern gives some of the rules that you've kind of put out there. Yeah. But in case somebody's listening to this or maybe they don't have Facebook and they want to get involved, uh, what are the rules about about what you can get and how they can get in touch with you? Well, one of the things is contact me. If you're not on Facebook, email me. Uh, it's Daniel period L period Fisher at gmail dot com. Let's see here. I think I found it and. There wasn't really a lot of rules, per se. One, spend between 20 to $25. This does not include shipping. Two, tabletop gaming RPG related. If you see something that's not related to these things, and you feel that this person would enjoy it, then you can go from there. You know, again, digital content is also good, like drive-thru RPG, bundle of holding, and also we got to remember no copyright violations here. The person has to be on planet Earth. That's rule four. Uh, rule five is my favorite. No Jesus juking. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know what that is, it's something that's not allowed at inroads events at all. We don't get you there and say, hey, we're going to play games. But first, let us tell you about Jesus. And then um, number six, give them something that you would get yourself. Like, you know, if, if you're like, hey, I think they would really like this bar of soap. Would you buy yourself a bar of soap as a gift or would want to receive a bar of soap as a gift? You know, it's like, do you really think they would want a copy of Monopoly? <laughs> Slowly shakes head. No one wants a copy of Monopoly. No. Because we all got like five copies to begin with. But there's a stockpile somewhere. Yeah, I know. I know. But yeah, so that's that's the rules. Um, you know, and there's, there's a few of us out there. I think I'm counting one, two... Three, including myself, four, yeah, four, 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 five, six, seven people, seven people so far. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think I'm officially on there. So I mean, I'm, I'm on there. One day you haven't put your name on there, so you don't count. So I get all the extra copy of Sauce. Oh, (laughs) it doesn't fit the rules. Well, what if somebody felt generous? It'd be like (laughs) you, you remember the episode of The Office where everybody had to like. Do something for like twenty dollars that Michael Scott Except bought somebody person, an iPod. An iPod, yeah. <laughs> that, That's the way of it. Yeah. That's when I, I think 
That's when I turned it into a white elephant at the last moment. Read your eight packages. <laughs> All right, uh, that covers most of it. We got Extra Life, we got uh, the Secret Santa, we've got the t-shirt store. Uh, one last thing, I am still recruiting for Numenera, uh, what I'm calling Numenera Rebirth. Uh, if you want to get in on that game, let me know. Oddly enough, as many people got in touch with me and said, oh my goodness, I so want in, when I actually posted a thing saying, hey, I'm looking for people, only one person's gotten back to me. Well, two if you include Romo, who basically just said... I'm playing in this game. So two people have gotten back to me, so there's still plenty of room to get in on this game. Definitely uh, leave a comment on the post in the tavern about it. Uh, you can get in touch with me in the BGG Guild, or you can just email me at mike at inroadsministries.com. And ideally, if you want to just give me a brief... It doesn't have to be specific, especially if you don't know the system and don't know all the details of how the system works... But if you just give me even the, the briefest character idea, this is a, a super distant future where, uh, the line between magic and technology has really blurred. So that just, that as a backdrop, give me something awesome and we'll see about getting you onto the next series of games we're playing for our YouTube channel. Now with that, we have completely run through all the various newsy things. And, uh, Daniel and I wanted to tackle this question. Like we said, it's in the tavern. Uh, and it looks like at presently only like one or two people have responded to it, but we're going to just address this too, because we're probably going to respond in the tavern as well, but between now and then, but uh, now and when this goes live, but we wanted to take a little bit of extra time just to address it here. And I'll give you a paraphrased version. Uh, it was basically like, what's better? Plan multi-church board game events with the goal to bring more Christians together for fellowship where there isn't really a sense of community between churches? Or plan non-Christian events to bring Christians and non-Christians together for potential outreach? And Daniel and I were talking about this one, and the way I phrased it was, is that this is a really good question, but I think there was one distinction that kind of made it go. It was the wrong question. Uh, the wrong question is which is better? Because I don't believe that either one is superior to the other. I mean, and I think we have different ways of running game days. Right, yeah. literally the two of us currently. I mean, obviously. In the course of ministry, we do both of these. We do outreach and we do discipleship. But if you look at the current games we're running and the current events we do, Daniel's event is much more about bringing people together who are people of faith. And my game day is very much getting people uh, who, who have a strong faith together with people who would never set foot a day in their life into a church. And so, even with the two of us, you have two completely different things. So, Daniel, before we go in on on how to do each and, and what the value of each is and what we've seen, let's kind of just bring up this idea of, of why it's not a question of better. I mean, it's, to me, it's kind of like comparing apples and oranges. Both are good for you, but it's just whatever you're in the mood for. Sorry. Yeah, I, it, oversimplification. Well, it is, but at the same point, it really isn't. It it is an over oversimplification, but if you really break it down to its you know finer points, if you look at any of the stuff I have in on the website under you know the heading of of the Abbey, all of the stuff that I put in there at some point or another is is you have to the first thing you have to do is determine what you want this group to do, like figuring out the purpose of it guides what you do and and what you get and everything everything involved with every part of your group comes from what you want it to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, like, with me, and we've had lengthy discussions about this, I see a problem in my area, and it's where everybody grows up thinking they're a Christian, and their family all goes to church, and they, they don't work together and, and 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 as i said before that i want to mix people up and make them 
make new friendships and 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 new dependencies where the people are codependent upon each other. Because um, that's the only way we can really grow as Christians. You know, we always say iron sharpens iron, and God wants us to do certain things. He wants us to go into the community, help the poor, help the poor, help the poor, feed the poor, help the sick, take care of everybody. But you can't do that if your church isn't strong and you don't have strong Christians to do it. And so my idea is everybody needs a Paul and everybody needs a Timothy. And we're going to be both a Paul and a Timothy. But how do you meet your Paul or Timothy? In case, like I've, I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard churchy. that in curriculums and stuff like that. You got churchy there for a bit. And I think overall people are going to get what you're going for, but kind of bust that out a little bit. What do you mean by everybody's uh, either a Paul or Timothy? Okay, so no matter at what level you are in your walk with the Lord, and I will say level, you could be noob level one Christian, or you could be a Paul level 20 Christian, or you could fall in the middle of somewhere like that and say Matthias. Uh, I bet, I bet the, I bet the feats for a level 20 yeah. Christian are just insane. Yeah, you gotta bring at least one person back from the dead. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but no, uh, so what, what I mean though is that, um, you know, Timothy's, and, and this is the best way to put it, Timothy was a young, young Christian who was full of faith and very excited. And as we grow older, we still have the faith, but we're not as you know, going out for, you know, I wouldn't say we, we calm down a little bit from, you know, that. And, and we have to have our Timothys to pull us out a little bit of being calmed down to get us excited again about the Lord. And so, and then they come to us with questions, right? And, and, and they come to us and we answer those questions to the best of our abilities for the questions that they have. But then, to turn that around, you are going to have your Paul as well that, you know, sometimes it's an older Christian that you go to for advice and you go to for leadership and then, and it just kind of trickles down. No matter where you're at in your faith, you are a Timothy and you are a Paul, but where do you find those at? Unless your church has a good program, a mentoring program where it pairs people together like our church does. You know, like, um, I was, we, we had, uh, one of my closest friends, and I'll, I'll say this. He's in the tavern. His name's Carlton. And one of the first things that my pastor did said, Hey, see that guy over there? He's your new friend. Go talk to him. And <laughs> I knew what that meant. So I went and talked to him. We got together and we found out that, Hey, we both love games. We both love board games and all this other D and D and all these wonderful things and science fiction. And he comes to me with questions and, and I come to him with those answers. But if I don't have the answers to that, I go to my Paul and go, Hey, I was brought up, you know, this and can you help me out with this and, and things like that. And see, that's what I'm trying to do is take the church, even if they're at other churches, and mix them together to where young people get to know old people and, and you know, they get to glue together and, you know, find, hey, this person likes the same thing I do and they're probably 20 years older than me, but yet I still get to talk to them and they still help me out. And that's when we build that relationship to where we can work together and learn from each other and strengthen our faith. And then I'm like... At any given time, I'm like, hey, group, we all play games together, and we've been doing this for a long time, but let's go down here to this homeless shelter and play games with them, or let's go feed them together. And then that's when we can actively, because we built that trust with each other, and we've grown our faith together, we can go down there and do that. Well, and see, what's cool about this is, is that knowing that that is what you want to see happen. It does give you insight into what to do and what even, you know, on the simple end of what to play and what to have available and who to invite. There, there's that aspect, but that whole idea of, of making a service project. Like if you're like speaking as, as like I said, as the guy who, who mostly his game days are outreach stuff. If I said, Hey, we're going to go play together and then we're going to go feed people at a homeless shelter. <laughs> It doesn't, don't sound good. It, it doesn't, you know, nothing takes away that that understanding that that is a cool thing to do. 
And if people wanted to, there's no reason why I wouldn't. But it does kind of change the approach to it. You would do that as, hey, we're going to spur each other on to, you know, to love and good works, as it were. You know, we're all getting all sorts of churchy this episode. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, that is your goal is to get people to move and to act on their faith. And so that does bring in elements like serving together, like doing that kind of stuff. I got people who, quite frankly, don't give a crap about that and who literally just want to game. And that kind of thing is far down the road. It's not, you know, I'm not writing it off, but it is far down the road. Because the people I'm working with, a lot of that is just building up trust, just the fact that, you know, these people, you know, actually care. They're not just, you know, roping me in to to get me to, you know, drink the Kool-Aid, as it were. These people want to believe that these people actually care about them. And so that changes my whole perspective on what is valid, what is a good thing to pursue. And, and, I mean, in any case, you got to deal with the group that you have, but it kind of gives a framework to build on. See, and now me and you are getting ready to have a flip side as well. Because you're now getting ready to do game days at church. Now you're going to get to build that group of believers that are going to be able to go out into the world with you and be the hands and feet of Christ together. And now... I'm out going to also be opening up a game day to the public at our library so we can intermingle with the the world as well and just build relationships with them because, again, it is, in the end, all about making disciples. And so we can go out there and be like become friends with these people and not preach to them, but in the end they realize who we are, what we are, and, you know, they may have questions about that. And be like, well, I didn't know you could play Dungeons and Dragons and be a Christian. Or, you know, I didn't know y'all had so much fun. You don't play Monopoly. It's hate on Monopoly Day, guys. It, apparently. <laughs> Monopoly's fine. If you enjoy it, go ahead and enjoy yeah, I it. I love we a good game of Yahtzee, okay. man. I'll play Yahtzee all day long. But, again, I, I think that, I, I think one thing that we do just in general in the, in church is that we want to pigeonhole things. And I've seen it happen, not just in the type of, whenever I talk about games, all of a sudden everyone's like, Oh, let's get the youth involved. And every time I, I have very mixed emotions about that. Oh yeah. I mean, on, on one level, I love it. I want to get as many kids as possible playing these games and getting together because getting those kids together with somebody who is older or more experienced in a not awkward or weird way, but just getting them together at the table. That's awesome. I want as many kids as possible there, but the second it gets shoved into the, this is for the youth or this is for the young adults. It, it pigeonholes this, it shoves it into this tiny little thing. And so that's why I think that it's, it's important that we realize that, you know, it's not about being better. It's not about discipleship being better or more important than outreach or outreach being better or more important than, uh, than discipleship. Both are true because, you know, really it depends on what, what you're called to, what you really feel like this group's supposed to be about. Cause really when you're starting a group, the very first thing you should do, I mean, this is any ministry in existence, let alone gaming ministry. But when you're starting to get this together, the first thing you should be doing is praying and asking God what you should be doing about it. That is the foundation of this. Uh, you know, yeah, and that's really important. I mean, it's like, and Mike has heard me many of the times when we I've been talking, I was, you know, or anybody that really knows me, when I start to get to a point where I have to make a decision, you know, I'm like, well, let's, let me pray about this. And, and that was one of the first things I did when, um, you know, I joined the team. I was like, well, I think, you know, I, I, I might be called for this because this is what I do. You know, I play <laughs> these types of games. I do play video games, but not as often. Yeah. And, Cause I was, I was basically poaching you from Game Church. Well, yeah. And I still work around with Game Church too. 
And, and I did want to kind of pull out, like, you know, we were talking a little bit about the, the differences, but I'll go in there in a minute. But, but what I did, I had to pray about it. It's like, do you want me to do this, Lord, or do you want me to do this? And because, you know, for a long time, I was called the game church. And I still am. I still want to go on conventions with them and do things with them. But I'm not as active in that community as I once was. But um, I think God used that as a stepping stone to get me into this. You know, get me to meet to the point where I got to meet Mike. You know, I was say because that game church is literally how we got together. Yeah, and and like, you know, it was it was Gen Con that one day of Gen mm-hmm. Con that I went there, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm I'm wanting to do this instead because I think that's because this is what I do. I've always done this, and and you know, that's just me. But what I was going to say is, if you, if you know, um. There's really three main ministries at working conventions right now. You've got Game Church, Christian Gamers Guild, and Fans for Christ. And if you know, Fans for Christ and Christian Gamers Guild are kind of about the same. They are about personal relationships. You know, when you go to their booth and sit down, they sit there and talk to you. And that's kind of what we do as well. Um, or, or we plan on doing in future events. Um, but in like... Then you have Game Church. Their whole concept is we have a bucket of seed. There's a field. Throw as much seed as you possibly can into this field. And that's from Mikey Bridges himself. He said, we are a seed-chucking ministry. That's all we're here to do. Is we throw the seed, we let the Holy Spirit do the rest. And, um, you know, and that is two completely different ways that these ministries work. But yet, they're both good, and they're both needed. Well, and, and you talk about that, and I remember when when Inroads was just a, a seed of an idea. I was still doing stuff for uh, Game Church as well. I, you know, I still try to do as much of them as I can. I, you know, drop articles and stuff like that. And uh, I remember I went to Gen Con just to hang out with Derek but Game Church was there the first year I was at Gen Con. And so I remember just sitting down and talking with those guys. And I wasn't officially on the team, but they're like, hey, we know you and you're here. Do you want to sit in the booth? And I said, yeah, sure. They won't let so, you do that now. Gosh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went back there and I, I hung out with them. And I remember there was part of me going, going, this is awesome. What these guys are doing is awesome, but this is not what I want to do. And it, it, it's, again, it's not about better or worse. It is about what do you think you want to do with it? So much of what, what I wanted to do was go into next steps and get that between conventions thing. One of the coolest comments that I got was from, it was from Derek actually, because little known fact, and I don't know if Derek's going to listen to this episode or not, but, uh, Derek, after the first year, Derek just kind of got back to me and he's like, he's like, you know, honestly, I thought that you were just trying to jump on our coattails. Yeah. And I understand that completely. But what the one comment that he gave to me afterwards, he goes, I realize that you're not doing that because we do this stuff at conventions. He goes, you guys are going to be the boots on the ground in between conventions. Yep. And And I said, you know what? You just nailed it. Because I, as much as we want to do more conventions, like, uh, one thing that I didn't mention in the news because it's so far out, I'm gonna not hammer this for a while, but we want to get a team at Origins this, uh, in 2017. It, right now it's just Sean and myself, but I'm hoping to get a whole team together to do Origins next year. Like, we want to do that. We have other conventions on the calendar too. But, for us, that's not going to be our main drive. It's not going to be the thing we do because there are already so many awesome people doing that who have already spent years doing that. Game Church and, and Christian Gamers Guild and Fans for Christ. I don't need to reinvent that wheel. No. And I think a cool thing about conventions, and I, and I want to speak on this for just a second, is that it's also another way for us to meet other Christian gamers mm-hmm. to add more boots to the ground as well because if you ever like it the the, the service at gen con we, oh, had, yeah. we had over 100 people there and but do 
we really have over 100 people that are active in the groups that we're part of. Uh, I mean, you know, do these people really know about all these other outreach ministries that are out there that they could be using in their lives and in their day to, you know, to get people where they need to be with God or to get, you know, some infect, effects going on in their community about helping and bettering their community for Jesus. So, and that's just another thing about conventions. I'm sorry to interrupt you on that one. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're all good. And, and that's exactly it. We're, we're all trying to work together in this because if you really look at all these different ministries that are out there, uh, no one of them is doing things the way the other is. Like, I often say that, you know, no one's doing min- gaming ministry the way Inroads does. And it's partly because, you know, you know, me is putting on the, the, the marketing hat. I want to make sure that we're not just copying somebody else. There's no, there's no benefit to that. They're already doing it. If I wanted to do that, I might as well just join them. But the thing that I love and it's, it happens in other ministries too, but I've, I've never seen it as strong as I have with gaming ministry. So many groups are out there, and even though they're doing different things, even though they're filling different spaces, there's so much overlap and so much working together on this stuff. Like, every time that, that Game Church, Game Church has been in the game longer than we have, and they're, they're, they have more resources than we do. But every once in a while, like, anytime somebody mentions a board game in, over in Game Church. Oh, yeah. Daniel and I, at this point, both get tagged. It, it, you know, it's not even just board games. When someone rears the ugly head of his Dungeons and Dragons evil, that, that's, that's the first thing that happens is April or Chris will go like, Fisher, Perna. And, <laughs> yep. and, and we're both like, we, at the ready for this. We quest. get summoned. <laughs> Try hard not to throw like six paragraphs at people. Oh, I know. And I've just got to the point of just like, no, it's not, and just quit asking this question. <laughs> Refer to post number. Those guys, like, I, I love, it's funny. I've, I've listened to the, the Game Church City podcast. It's called The Arcade. And, uh, those guys, every, like, I, I've counted the times that, that those guys reference me, which grew exponentially when they went to Gen Con. But, We've uh. We've converted some of them, by the way. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm aware. Bubba. Bubba the Mayor spends a lot of time in the tavern as well. He's a now an avid board gamer, and I think part of it was the uh, the Target sale of last year that mm-hmm. happened, which is between happen. between that and we have our inside man uh, Warm Beer is serious tabletop gamer. But like, so we do a lot of stuff with Game Church, and that's not just because of me; it's because we're in this together. These groups are are. Literally, the only difference between us is the fact that they are mostly video games and occasionally do board games, and we are mostly board games and occasionally do video games. We're all trying to to share the love of God through gaming. The Christian Gamers Guild folks and the Fans for Christ guys, you know, I, you know, I, I always cite, you know, Derek and, and Dave Mattingly and those guys. Uh, they're doing amazing stuff. And I love being able to work with them and talk with them and to be able to, Derek is, is my brother from another mother. Uh, and I'm a Derek fanboy. <laughs> I, I nerd out when I'm around him. Like I've only ran into him like once and I'm like, Hey Derek. <laughs> the, it's just an absolutely beautiful thing. Like I love the fact that all of us have slightly different variations on the theme of sharing the love of God through gaming and sharing community through gaming and we're all doing it, but we're all doing it so differently, which is such a beautiful picture because I think that there is, I mean, disciple making isn't just taking people who are already Christians and making them go deeper. And it's not just getting people who aren't Christians to find that, that place of faith. It's both. It's bringing people from a place of, of being outside of the love of God, bringing them in and then helping them grow. And so literally every aspect of this is important and is vital. So it, you know, going back to our original question, it's not better 
or more important, it's what do you want to do with this? Or what God's calling you to do with it. Yes, more specifically, it's what God's calling you. So it's what's what God wants to do with this. And I think that, that when you sit down and you figure that part out, that's the most important bit. That's when it all comes together, is, is when you find out what God wants to do. Because when you nail that down, that will guide the other decisions. That will guide what you do and what games you play and who you invite and where you do it and all these other myriad of questions that come up after that spring out when you've determined what God wants to do with this. Well, Daniel, I, I, I think we've answered the question. I, I know. Least... I mean, it's just that, you know, it, it seemed like a simple question when he first posted it. He was just asking an opinion about which, which one. I don't think he thought that we were going to go so theologically deep into it. <laughs> and I Probably hope he not. gets a chance to listen to it because as soon as we post this, I'm going to link it back in that article and go, Hey, we talked about this. Here, listen, listen. But and again, um, you know, about this whole thing is that everybody's different. We've got our own styles. And if he's wanting to do something, there's going to be somebody here that can help him, you know, get something organized or help him plan things out because we're all different and we all have got different ideas of what this ministry is from building disciples to to making new disciples or building and making stronger disciples or even handing cough drops and water out at a convention because it's still part of this ministry. Yeah. So. All right. Daniel, I think that wraps everything up. Uh, we've covered a lot of different news stuff. Uh, again, be sure to check out the, the shirts that we have available and make sure you, you get them because that is a limited time thing. It'll only be for another, it'll probably be somewhere around two weeks when this goes live before, you know, before they're gone. Check out the Secret Santa post and get on that if you haven't already. Be prepared that, uh, if you want, get in touch with me about Numenera. Numenera Rebirth. We want to just get that game started. Hopefully we'll get that game started at the end of this month. And then uh, long-term planning. We are looking for people to come with us to Origins. Uh, right now it's Sean and myself, and we don't know exactly what this is going to look like. This is our first year at this convention. Yeah, I'll be I'll be at Gen Con. I've already promised myself over to Gen Con. With, with Game Church, though. Game Church. It'd be nice to have somebody there because Lord knows I'm not going back. <laughs> I love it though. It's just like the thrall of it, you know, being around. Oh, I, I love it too. And if I had infinite time and infinite money, I'd be there. But I have infinite neither. You gotta save, so. <laughs> save up like I did. Hustle and, and sell some dice. But yeah, so long term plans. We are still looking for some people to go to Origins with us. So that's something that you might be able to, to get some long term planning for. Uh, and. Wow, that is a lot of stuff. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get, you know, Mr. Romo back for the next episode. We should. Uh, and you know what, Daniel? Uh, Let, let's do it. All right. Well, you, you did, you did me proud in the, you know, the pre-recording, you know, practice run. So let's yeah. see what you do. God is the game master. And no matter how the dice may fall, the game goes on.